We're the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with DCROM. Back here at the 2022 Reese's Senior Bowl. This is Sports Crunch with DCROM. I'm your host, David Crumlin. We are joined by Stephen Holder, who covers the Indianapolis Colts for The Athletic. And at the end of the season, uh, there was a press conference where Chris Ballard and Frank Wright didn't exactly give the most ringing endorsement of uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, Although the most likely scenario at this time is that Wentz does return to the Colts in 2022. If, say, an Aaron Rodgers or even a Russell Wilson become available, do you expect the Colts to go full speed ahead and pursue one of those two guys? Well, a lot of dominoes have to fall before we get to that point. I think this is what I can say is that they're in a position where I expect them to investigate every avenue. And in fact, they've said that. And so I think we have to take them at their word uh, for two reasons. Number one, I think saying it publicly is a pretty big step, right? That's the first thing. Um, That tells us a lot. The other thing is just what we saw. I think what we saw during both during the season and what we have seen during the postseason now from other teams i think has reinforced to us what they have to do and they know it uh they have a pretty good roster we i've heard from a lot of fans in recent weeks that especially in light of the playoffs they think oh the colts are really far away they don't have anything in common with these teams i disagree wholeheartedly i actually think they're a really talented team uh the pro bowl is not the end all be all they have seven pro bowlers right i mean the the idea that they don't have talent is is ridiculous they have a lot of talent they don't have the glue that puts it all together and it's the quarterback so uh, i don't think it's going to be easy but i do think they have to do their due diligence and and look around at the quarterback market and see what they can do. And that's why they're here this week. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. Colts easily a top 10 roster league. Chris Baylor, one of the best GMs out there. And uh, yet the Colts still have some holes they could fill in the draft. At what positions of need would you anticipate them going in the draft? Um, I I think that they really need to continue um, solidifying their skill positions. I think wide receiver, when they have invested in it, they've actually come away with some talent. I think Michael Pittman is a really solid player. Um, he's a certain type of wide receiver. He's not a, a down-the-field, blazing speed type of receiver. But I think for what he is, he's very good at that. Um, I think they could use some speed at that position for sure. Um, they have to figure out what they're going to do at left tackle. I don't know how you navigate that without the first-round pick. It's tougher, but there are there are possibilities beyond the first round. Now, last year there were probably more, but there are some possibilities past the first round. They have to investigate that and see if they can find a solution there. It may not come from the draft, but they have to have a solution there. I think that's another area where we talk about uh, where they have a big void. Uh, that left tackle spot, Eric Fisher's not under contract next year. He struggled this year as well, coming off the Achilles injury. Uh, they're going to take the next step. And whether the quarterback is Carson Wentz or someone else, he's got to know he's got uh, solid protection on that left side. He doesn't have that right now. So that would be the other thing. And then I just think continue to keep uh, the pass rush as a priority. I think it'll be better next year because I think you're going to have two rookies who are a year older who are going to be more experienced and not overwhelmed. So I expect it to get better just as a, a product of that. But that may not be enough. You know, so I think they have to continue uh, focusing on that spot as well. Yeah, speaking of defense, uh, the Colts lost defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, who's now the new head coach of the Chicago Bears. The first part of the question, um, um, how close are the Colts to hiring a new defensive coordinator, and would you anticipate them staying with the current scheme they have? 
I well, first I'll answer the second question first. I don't I don't expect it to be a complete overhaul. I think there's still going to be a zone-heavy team. I think if you look at the the candidates that they have talked to, they're definitely candidates who have some similar principles and in, in their in the schemes that they would run. Um, some are a little different. Some are a little more different than others. But I think you're still going to see coverages and, and a system that really accentuates what they do well. And what they do well is they play with a lot of speed on defense. Uh, they they definitely play a lot of good zone. Uh, they're that's what they do well. Why do they play so much zone? Because they play zone very well. You know, I think that's the other thing is don't don't be something. Don't try to be something that you're not. So I think you'll still see a lot of common traits in the new system, although it won't be exactly the same. Yes, and uh, what kind of guy are the Bears getting in Matt Eberflus? Being from Chicago and being a Bears fan, a lot of Bears fans are interested in hearing from the Colts' perspective what kind of guy they're getting. Uh, I think you're getting a really detailed and organized guy who is really good at messaging. I think that's, that is an area where a lot of coaches fail. It doesn't mean you'll succeed if you have it, but it is an area where a lot of coaches fail, is getting their point across and getting the buy-in from their players. He, Matt Eberflus, has proven that he can do that, and he has done that with a defense that, honestly, the culture sustains itself now. Go ask Darius Leonard uh, what the expectations are on defense, and he'll tell anybody else, if you want to come play here, you better, you better fly. And you better play with effort 100% of the time. Otherwise, go somewhere else. I've heard him say that. He said it to me. And so he says it to new guys that come in the door. So the expectations, those expectations came from Matt Eberfuss on defense. But I think he has he has shown an ability to communicate that. The question is going to be, can he, can he get the offense turned in the right direction? And that is going to be a hard task for a defensive coach. But I think... In terms of, of getting buy-in and, and building a culture, I think he'll do that. And and really, you got to see these guys got to see themselves as winners. I think he'll help do that. He he gets it, and and he understands how to get that point across. And last but not least, uh, Quentin Nelson is the last of those uh, draft picks from that amazing Colts 2018 draft. Still yet to sign a contract extension. Would you anticipate a contract extension for him at some point in the offseason? Absolutely. I think that happens this offseason before training camp. Uh, or at least before the start of the regular season in 2022. I anticipate that happening. The only question really is going to be, what's the cost? And is it going to be is he going to be the highest paid guard or does he want to be the highest paid offensive lineman overall? And, and, and how do you sort of agree to the terms? You know, maybe you land somewhere in the middle, right? But no, he's going to be uh, definitely one of, if not the highest paid offensive lineman. I guarantee that's going to happen. Uh, I did have... I think there were some fair questions to ask maybe about his health, and maybe that might be a concern in the long term. He's had some issues, but the Colts don't think any of those concerns are long-term, uh, so they feel pretty good about it. I think it's going to happen. Stephen Holder, The Athletic, thank you for joining us. You got it.